So welcome to Exodus 19, a nation married to Yah, with your host, Richard Massey. I pray that you guys are having a blessed Sabbath. And I pray also that whatever you and your family are going through, that Yah gives you the strength to go through it. Hallelujah. Today's topic is the Ten Commandments. Let's look at each one separately and talk about them today. Because when I was in the church and I was in the Christian faith, and I'm not telling the fib or lying at all, but I also I often wondered why we did one, talking about the Ten Commandments, but then we didn't do the next one, or we did the next two or three, and we didn't do the next one or two. So just trying to be faithful in God, I just assumed that I should just take it at its word and not worry about it, because the Bible is infallible. It's written by Yah, and I shouldn't question it, even if I don't understand why certain things are happening. So today we're going to look at the Ten Commandments individually, and we're going to talk about why in the Christian faith, because that's where I'm from, I was never Muslim or anything, or in the church, do we do one? And this is just a something to think about. This is just a basic question. Why we'll do one, but then we won't do the next one? Because like I was saying to you, that I believe I finally understand what the problem is and why Christianity says that the law is done away with and why Hebrew Israelites and the Muslims walk by the law. So let's look at this thing closely. And we're going to look at, the first one is going to be, as I'm in Exodus 20. And the first law, let's read it, and then let's talk about whether we do it or not, and then why. So the first one is, thou shalt have no other gods before me. I think unintentional, we might have some other gods before us, like maybe our cars, or maybe we like women, or maybe we like money, or maybe we like jewelry. But for the most part, I think that we try to be obedient and not consciously having another God before Elohim or Yah, right? We try to, we try to do our best to to uh, honor number one, right? There's not a problem there unless you are of another religion. But for the most part, we try to honor that one. Number two, thou shalt not make unto thee any graven image or any likeness of anything that is in the heaven above or that is in the earth beneath or that is in the water under the earth. Thou shalt not bow down thyself to them nor serve them. This one might be a hit or miss. Because we now see, notice that the Bible said, Thou shalt not make 
unto thee any graven image or any likeness of anything that is in heaven above or that is in the earth beneath. He says, or that is in the water under the earth. Why? It's not a bad thing to make those things. You might be a woodcarver. You might be a, somebody who could, uh, uh, you know, a carve out stone. The latter part says, thou shalt not bow thyself down to them, nor serve them. You might do claymation. You might use clay. The Bible does not say that you can't make Superman, but you can't worship it like Aaron did when they took the gold and they formed it into a calf and then they worshiped it. That was the bad part. So for the most part, again, I think consciously, well, there is, I think Catholicism do have a lot of graven images, right? Uh, they do have a lot of images at the Vatican. But in Christianity, you know, we, uh, we do have some pictures of, of Jesus Christ on the, wind, on the stained glass and some pictures of Mary, we have the cross around our neck, we kiss the cross and we, you know, do the cross across our face and, you know. So I think that, that, that one is a hit or miss. We have some people who do do those things and then we have some people who don't. So the first one, we try to honor that one. The second one, we might slip and fall a little bit. The next one is thou shalt not take the name of Adonai, thy Elohim in vain, for Adonai will not hold him guiltless that takes his name in vain. And growing up, sometimes we used to say God, and you know, it was like a cuss word. But it was explained to me that that's not the only way that we take his name in vain. A false prophet, a false teacher, coming under the umbrella of salvation can be used in taking his name in vain for monetary gain. Coming into the church and prophesying and prophesying, right? He's taking Yah's name in vain. When I was a police officer back in Philly, I came and I worked under the name of Philly, Philadelphia. They gave me the power to enforce the law. But a lot of times you'll have people who are not police officers who will dress up as a police officer because they have a desire to be one. But for one, one reason or another, they could never pass the test. They would impersonate a police officer. They're taking the name of the Philly title in vain. They're a false, a false um, officer or lawman. They're not authentic. The badge is plastic, right? So I think we fail in number three. We can take his name in vain in that way. We have people thinking that we're so holy and so anointed and our hearts are pure and we may have good intentions, but we're really using people for monetary gain. 
And then when their prayers are not answered, we tell them that they, their faith is not strong enough. So the next one is remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. Six days shalt thou labor and do all thy work. But the seventh day is the Sabbath of Adonai Elohim. In it thou shalt do no work, thou nor thy sons, nor thy daughters, nor manservants, nor maidservants, not your cattle, and not the stranger that is within your gates. But this one we don't honor, that one at all for the most part. We say that one is under the law. And we say that the law is done away with. Half true. Half true. This is the Ten Commandments or the covenants of Yah to Abraham. And this Sabbath commandment is in Genesis 1. So you can see that it's something that Yah wanted because he used it himself in Genesis. Even if you look at having no other gods before him, if you look at 1 Kings, if you look at 1 Samuel, the book of Samuel, the book of uh, the Chronicles, if you look at a lot of these uh, books on when they were at war, the reason why they went into captivity, because they were worshiping other gods. And I know that that's way after Exodus 24, but they didn't do that. Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob didn't worship other gods, right? Abraham literally, the reason why he left his father, why Yah had him leave his father, is because his father had many idols. And he said, I want you to go to a place that I will show you. I want you to be away from all that. So look at his intentions before Exodus, and this is happening in Genesis. Look at Sabbath day happens in the first chapter of Genesis. And then he explains it and gives it as a commandment in Exodus 20. And then they keep it in one, look at Nehemiah. They, they all honored it. Like it's something consistent that Yah enforced and that he wanted. Let's see what the next one is. Again, it says, for in, the six, in six days, Adonai made heaven and earth. And that's Genesis, right? And the sea and all that is in them all that in them is, and rested the seventh day. Wherefore, Adonai blessed the Sabbath and hallowed it. But we don't honor this. We go, to, we go to church on Sunday, and we run around and do shopping on the Sabbath. So how do we try to do the first one? We try to do the second one. We fail at the third one. And then we discard, and this is one group of commandments, but we totally can take that out and call it the law. Hmm. So how about honor thy father and thy mother, that their days may be long upon the land, which Adonai thy Elohim giveth thee. We do that. We try to do that. Right? We try to honor our fathers and our mothers. Now, the children of the world don't. 
But don't we try to, why do we do that? Thou shalt not kill. We honor that. Most people in the church will not kill, right? They won't murder somebody. They won't kill somebody, right? Thou shalt not commit adultery. We can say we try. We fail greatly, but we try, right? Thou shalt not steal. Christians don't steal. I mean, do you see where I'm going with this? Right? Thou shalt not bear false witness against thy neighbor. Half of us can't stand our neighbors. And we're still in our suits and ties and dresses when we come home. Right? Half of us. Thou shalt not covet thy neighbor's house. Thou shalt not covet thy neighbor's wife. Thou shalt nor thy main servant, man servant, or thy maid servant, or his ox, or his ass, or anything that is thy neighbor's, his car, his house, his clothes, his jewelry. We shouldn't covet it, right? But we try not to. We might fail, but we try not to not like that person because they have the car I always wanted. We do try, right? We might fail. But we try. But the Sabbath is the only one in this group that we won't even look at. It's in the middle of the group. And you say we don't have to do it. Yah did it in the first of the book. Yahshua talks about it in the New Testament. So it's carrying through the whole Bible. All the books almost at one point or another talk about the Sabbath. But the Christian church won't even honor it. They say the law is done away with, so to speak, right? Why does, do they say that the law is done away with? Because we lump it all in one ball. I'm guilty of that. That's when people was, that's when the church was saying we didn't have to do the law. I was like, well, I believe them because they know better than me. But I couldn't understand why we did some and we didn't do the other ones. Until recently, when Yah made a covenant with Abraham in Exodus 12, I mean, in Genesis 12, Genesis, uh, Abraham comes back to Yah in Genesis 15, and he asked Yah a simple question as far as he was concerned. How do I know that this thing that you said is going to happen? Now, in Genesis 12, Yah just told him he was going to do it. It was unconditional. Yah just said that this is what I'm going to do. In Genesis 15, he comes back and he says, how do I know? And it's like Yah said, oh, so you want to you want reassurance. Sacrifice the animals and, and flay them open and lay them to where now I have to make a promise to you, but I'm going to tell you what's going to happen. Since I have to make a promise to you, you're going to lose some things too if you don't keep up your end of the bargain because now we're making a blood covenant. So now it's conditional. So from Genesis 1 1 to Exodus 24 9, 
And I know I've been saying Exodus 23. You got to give me some time to get this thing into my into my head. From Genesis 1-1 to Exodus 24-9 is all covenant. The law was created 400, say it with me, 430 years after the commandments or the covenant. It was 30 days after, 30 or 40 days after the children of Israel made the covenant with Yah that they build the golden calf. So they didn't even do anything negative before they built the calf while Moshe was up the mountain. And we said last week, you walk into the electric company and you give them your name and everything, and they turn the lights on in your house and all the power in your house, you're under a covenant. You're under a, an agreement with the electric company. Now, you don't have to deal with the shutoff until you do something wrong. Now, if you're somebody who has an apartment or you have a house and you have never had your electric shut off because you have never fell behind in your bills, then you're living by covenant. I agree that because you give me a service of electric, I pay you monthly, possibly to the penny, and my lights stay on as, you know, until something for unforeseen happens, like a storm or a tree falls. But my lights stay on and I pay you. But when I fall into penalty, let's say that paying, not paying your bill is the sin part. You send a man out to cut my stuff off. Well, that's the same thing that's happening here. So like I said, I always looked at the law like everything was included. And it's not. Even the Ark of the Covenant contains the book of the covenant inside. And the book of the law is on the side of the Ark of the Covenant. Two separate things. When you start reading scriptures, and I have never noticed this before when I start when I start reading Galatians and Hebrews and Romans, the key words that let you know that he's talking covenant is when he uses words like Abraham, promise, obedience, and he shows you and talks about the different blessings. And then sometimes he also uses Moses' name, but then he uses it when he's talking about the book of the law. When he's talking about, when he says things like, and I called and I sent my prophets unto you, and you laughed at them and you turned your back on them, and then I released this or that on you. That's the law. So the law is to get your intent. So see, just let me say this, okay. Today, we don't need the law. We turn back out of our sin and we turn back to the covenant. But when you look at Solomon and, and Hezekiah and uh, Nebuchadnezzar's time, they needed the law because Yahshua didn't die yet. The feast, right? The feast are all included in the covenant. But the feasts are a part of the covenant. 
It's a part of celebration. Yah said, these feasts are my feasts, he said. Can I find that real quick? Let me see. Let's go to Exodus 21.1. Let's go to Exodus 21.1. He says, now these are the judgments which thou shalt set before them. If thy buy a Hebrew servant, six years he, sh he shall serve, and in the seventh he shall go out free for nothing. So a servant comes in on hard times. He serves you six years, and in the seventh he goes out for nothing. Isn't that symbolic to the year of Jubilee? Isn't that symbolic to when Yah comes back in Revelations that we're all going to be free from our debt? Because he's going to be the kinsman redeemer that's going to settle all matters. It says, if he came in by himself, let's skip down a little bit. Blah, blah, blah. Even with, with, with six, it says, then his master shall bring him unto the judges. He shall also bring him to the door or unto the doorpost and his master shall. See that part? I wasn't going to really talk about this today. How about how about 16? Where it says an Israelite can't beat another Israelite. So just because this person's on hard time and he's your servant, it says, and he that stealeth, stealeth the man and selleth him, or if he be found in his hand, he shall surely be put to death. And he that curseth his father or his mother, that's a uh, further, um, you know, directions on obeying your father and your mother. If he don't, he shall surely be put to death. If a man strive together and one smite another with a stone or with his fist, and he died, but he died not, but he keepeth his bed. If he rise again and walk abroad upon his staff, then he shall, then he that smote him shall be quit. Only he shall pay for the loss of his time and shall cause him to be thoroughly healed. He's your responsibility if you injure him. That's, I mean, that's this is this is a nation, a culture within a culture of a nation not relying on like the controlling uh, culture to handle their their private matter. It's almost like the uh, the um, the Amish. The Amish still basically for the most part do their own thing. They still ride the horse and buggy. I know they have their problems, but I don't think they even deal with the electric. They don't deal with cars. They don't deal with cell phones. They're a culture within a culture. 26, it says, and if a man smite the eye of his servant or the eye of his maid, that it perish. The eye uh, doesn't make it through. It, it damages and die. He shall let him go free for his eye's sake. And if he smite out his manservant's tooth or his maidservant's tooth, he shall let them go free for his tooth's sake. So that talks about even the slavery over here in America. They wasn't supposed to be doing that, but they don't follow the law. Yet they used it to keep the slaves under control. But that's all I wanted to talk about. The Ten Commandments. And really, when you look at it, the only one we don't, we don't even honor is the Sabbath. I was trying to find something. It was to where Yah was saying that these sap, these feasts are my feast. So that's all I wanted to say tonight. I just wanted to have you. I just wanted somebody to answer me. Why do we obey 
and try to obey some, but we don't do the feast and we don't honor the Sabbath, but we highly regard Sunday. Somebody please answer me. Now, here's another thing that I have a problem with. I just noticed last week, and I've asked you to two times already, I realized that I don't even have a subscription, a subscribe button under my videos. I never saw that. And I requested it twice to no avail. And it baffles my mind how that can go without notice and they don't even answer me. <sighs> so that's all I have. Just a just a just a point to ponder or just a question. Somebody in the ministry may be able to answer me one day. So happy Sabbath. And just remember as a reminder that this podcast is also on Spotify. That's also live on YouTube. I also have some small videos on Instagram, on um, what is it, TikTok. So don't, don't forget to like my page and to share my page. I guess you can. And don't forget to hit the notification button, which is another thing I don't have. And another thing they haven't given me yet. And don't forget to subscribe, even though you can't. Probably remember, but you just can't. And I don't understand how that's not something that I have. Happy Sabbath, everyone. Shalom.